Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, um, August 17th. No, August 16th. Today's Monday. What's going on? How are you? Echo! Echo! Sorry, I'm up in the fucking attic of this house. You know, I'm still on vacation here. Enjoying myself. I apologize for the echo. There's nothing I could fucking do about it. But even if there wasn't an echo, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you complain about something else? You know, wouldn't you be like, oh, you know, good podcast, but what was up with the treble? All right, first of all, you know, anyway, what the fuck do you want from me, all right? I'm not somebody that has a crew. I don't have a posse. I don't have an ensemble or an entourage. I fucking do this shit wherever I can do it. So sometimes it sounds good, sometimes it doesn't. Oh, man, you know what I fucking saw today? really just annoyed the fucking shit out of me. Oh, my God, it just fucking bugged the shit out of me. It bugged the shit out of me. Oh, did it bug the fucking shit out of me. Some stupid fucking post... You know, where mothers are complaining once again about how they have no fucking help. Jesus fucking Christ. They're they're unbelievable. It's just, hey, when a kid, and then they have a kid. They're like, I didn't know it was work. I'm so tired. They're just all fucking slapping each other on the goddamn back about how hard they work and all of this fucking shit. You go find that fucking post out there about fathers. You know, I want to see that fucking goddamn, I don't know. And if you you find it, I'm going to shit on them too. Bunch of fucking babies sitting in a fucking apartment or a house with a flat screen TV. You got tablets. You got more goddamn shit to distract your fucking kid with nowadays. And they're they're fucking complaining more than ever. Do we listen to the mothers enough? Is there an open dialogue? You know, this is what, you know, the genius of people that do shit like that is they never really make a statement. All they do is just lead these fucking mouth breathers to it by asking questions. You know, did that song go a little too far? They just put that idea in some dope's head. They go, you know what I think it did? It went too far for me. I was raised Methodist or whatever their fucking dumbass complaint is. Um, sorry, I just woke up to that. I just read that. And, you know, it's one of those things where you want to chime in, you want to say something, but at the end of the day, like most things, it's like, what's, what's the upside? Where's the upside of this? If I actually fucking chime in here, there's no fucking upside, right? Just let them fucking complain. It has to be really difficult. It must be fucking one of the hardest things in the world, you know? You might want to watch the world news every once in a while, and I think you'd feel a little bit better about, uh, you know, feeding your kid Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta tell you, being an actor in a movie is one of the most difficult things ever. I mean, you show up and you have these things to say that somebody else already wrote. So really, all you have to do is just stop on a piece of tape and then just say what somebody else wrote. You know, 
and maybe put a pause in there so it sounds interesting and it makes it look like you're actually thinking, you have no idea how mentally taxing that is. Um, we as actors, the, the, the bravery of the way we put our instrument out there to be judged, to be criticized. I'm sorry, I don't know a third word for that same thing. Who gives a fuck? Um, Let's talk about the ocean, everybody. Paul Verzi, the whole week, has been trying to get me to go swimming in the fucking ocean. So he does the usual thing about, like, you know, you actually have a greater chance of being struck by lightning than you do of uh, getting eaten by a shark. Enjoy the water. All right, first of all, who wants to be struck by lightning? Both of those things are horrible things. You know, that's like, you know, you have just as great a chance of getting unwillingly fucked in the ass as you do as being lit on fire at a fireworks show. And it's, I know that stat isn't true, but I'm just saying, both of those things are horrible. All right. And I really should have thought this through more, but I'm, I'm too far now and I'm not hitting a race. Um, yeah, that whole bullshit, you have a greater chance of getting struck by lightning than getting eaten by a shark is fucking bullshit when it comes to me. It isn't, because I'm never going to get struck by lightning, because when it's thundering out, I go inside. Okay? When I step into the ocean, I have now walked into the room where all the sharks that ain't at SeaWorld or some fucking aquarium are at. So don't give me that bullshit. I have 0% chance of being struck by lightning. I don't go outside when there's lightning. Walking into the ocean where the sharks are is the same thing as if it was lightning out if I put a fucking, I don't know, some sort of metal hat on and just walked out there. So go fuck yourselves with that. Not to mention, I go out, I, I, I don't go in the ocean. I frolic. I frolic along the beach. That's where I go. You know? That's where I go. It takes me back to the, the old joke I used to do in my act where people were like, you know, 90% of shark attacks actually happen in shallow water. And these fucking idiots think you're safer if you're in deep water. It's like, dumb, dumb. That's where the people are. It's called the beach. 90% of people that are in the ocean are at the fucking beach. Okay? And then you got the people that like to scuba dive and swim into caves and get certified you know, and break records holding their breath and doing all of that crazy stuff. That, that's, that's a whole other human. All right? Those people who watched Aquaman too many times and now they want to go live it. Talking to fish. Tuna, swordfish. Um, yeah, so I go into the fucking ocean, frolicking with my kids, you know, having a good time, skipping around. Zinc oxide on my cute little button nose, right? And uh, all of a sudden, I feel something nibbling at my foot. And I look down. It's like this little fucking crab, like the size of my thumb. Coming up like, uh, hey, this is my territory. So I give him a little kick, you know. With, you know, I put on a show. I make sure the sand at the bottom comes up. You know what? This guy, this fucking thing jumped up in the air. Like Jordan. And just had its claws out. No, it was like Ralph Macchio. And the karate kid, it just fucking went up in the air like, let's do this. And I'm just looking at this little shit. Like, I could just crush you, and even you want to fight. You know why that, 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 you know why that crab is like that? Because it knows where it is. 
Okay, it's in the fucking ocean. And the thing about the ocean, what I love about the ocean that lulls all these fucking, these, these goddamn sea lion looking people with their rolls of fucking jelly coming down the fucking beach. What I love about these people is these same people wouldn't, you know, would you walk into the jungle barefoot wearing a pair of shorts? If there were bears, tigers, lions, wherever the fuck you were at, right? I guess a bear lives in the forest. I don't know. Is that like the suburbs of the jungle? I live in the forest. I just got sick of the jungle. Too much murder, you know, too much crime. Just came out here where the air is a little fresher. Less hunters. Um, Yeah, that's what you do when you go into the ocean. You're basically walking into a jungle that's underwater. That has a bunch of shit in there that could fucking kill you, including the water. When you walk into the jungle, can the air kill you? Does the air all of a sudden start moving in a direction that drags you along and you got to be like, okay, I can't breathe right now. Maybe I'll, I just need to like sort of swim, walk parallel to this until I can fucking breathe again. Um, yeah, so I know you guys enjoy the beach. I'm not saying don't enjoy the beach. I'm just saying start coming at me with your dumbass fucking stats. All right? I know what I'm dealing with here. Jacques Cousteau's kid got killed by a shark. Who knew more about the ocean than Jacques Cousteau? Nobody. So I'm not listening to you and your stupid, I Googled chances of, hey, theory, chances of shark attack. And then you're going to come at me. Hey, hey, Bill, enjoy the ocean. That's what Verzi says to me. Enjoy the ocean. As if he just debunked all of my fears. All of a sudden, he's an oceanographer because he talked to the fucking broad in his phone. Whatever. Um, having said that, my, my daughter wanted to go in the ocean, so I put the floaties on her, and I finally said, fuck it, and I went out there, and, you know, I, had, I enjoyed myself. You know, if you're into swimming in dirty water, I don't understand what the problem is. Well, like, we got pools. You can see all the way to the bottom. The only chemical in the pool is to help make the water cleaner as opposed to whatever the fuck DuPont put in the, the water or the raw sewage that people haven't realized just around the corner that somebody's dumping in there. Um, all right, Bill, we get it. You don't like the ocean. Um, I do like the ocean. I also like the jungle. I know I'm not a part of it. Actually, is that really true? I guess if you go back to caveman days, I am part of the jungle and the forest. Wow, I just figured it out. I'm a spineless caveman. (laughs) I'm a caveman that wouldn't have made it back in the day. Um, Also, I got to tell you, I'm into those fucking kayaks. You know, just kind of going around. But you got to make sure you get a bigger one. You get one of the small ones. You you don't realize it's just for a kid. You just sink down to the bottom. But uh, I've been watching people cruising around. Just off the coast. I mean, that looks better to me. Be above the water. Some shark comes over. It bites, you know. Do you know you have a greater chance of being struck by lightning in a kayak than you do of getting bit by a shark? I would disagree because kayak's made out of plastic. All right? So's the helmet. All right? And then the fucking oar is made out of plastic. The handle's made out of wood. 
I'm doing all the things I need to do to avoid lightning. Five hundred people a year get eaten by show. Whatever the fuck they said, I don't give a fuck. All right, what else can I talk about here? What else can I babble about? Babble on about in this fucking goddamn attic up here? Um, did you guys watch that MotoGP race out there in Austria, homeland of Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's how, um... And is a sparkle! Um, all I think every time I listen to MotoGP when it gets exciting is that spam, spam, spam from fucking Monty Python. Um, what a fucking crazy race. Absolutely cr- crazy race. Francisco Banya, is that how you say his name, was leading the race, also was leading in points. And they're flying around the track. And the whole time they're worried that it's going to start raining. Right? And for the most part, it's Fabio Quattraro, this guy Francesco Bagnai, I don't even know how to say his fucking name, right? And Mark Marquez. And they're going back and forth. I lost count how many times these guys passed each other. All right? Which is why I like MotoGP the best. And then all of a sudden it starts fucking raining out. These guys are out there on slicks doing like fucking, you know, anywhere from 150 to 200 miles an hour. And then going into turns when they slow down to about, I don't know, like, you know, 70. (laughs) So there's like five laps to go and all of a sudden it just starts pouring raining. And now they have to slow down to like, I don't even know what they were doing. I mean, I think they they were like, I don't know what slowing down in MotoGP is. I think on a straightaway, they were, they were only going like 80 miles an hour. And it's pouring rain out with slicks on, and they're racing with each other. And finally, with three laps to go, I don't know what they all... Somebody put their hand up. They all put their hand up like, fuck it, all the leaders. We're going to go in, and we're going to switch bikes and get on a bike that has tires that can deal with the rain, Right? And so basically everybody went in, everybody followed the leaders because they were going in, fuck it, we'll do it too. But there's only three laps, laps left. So Brad Pinder and um, Valentino Rossi and a couple other guys decided to stay out there. So the leaders of the race go into the pits, jump off their bikes to get on the bike that actually has tires for the rain that's out there as Brad Binder and Valentino Rossi, these guys, they keep racing and they keep going around and they build up like a fucking three-quarter of a lap lead with now two and a quarter laps to go. Then Marquez, Fabio, and fucking Fernando get on their bikes. Uh, Joanne Mir, I think, too. Johan, however you say his name. They jump on their bikes. Now they start riding like fucking nine zillion miles an hour trying to catch these these fucking guys on their slicks and at one point they're literally going around they're going around the turns like fucking curly they you know going like (laughs) 30 miles an hour and these guys are just barreling down the fucking track trying to catch them and the announcer's just losing his mind you know and it's like (laughs) 
And Brad Bender ended up winning the fucking race. Winning the race. And I think he crossed the finish line. A motor scooter could have could have passed him. But uh, I really thought it was a crazy strategy with three laps left. I think the assumption was that everyone was going to go in. But um, good on Brad Bender for winning the race and uh, having the balls to stay out there. Um, really exciting race. And I'm telling you, F1 people, I know F1's great this year. I'm not saying don't watch F1 because I've been watching a little bit of it this year. It's been very exciting. But like, uh, you know, MotoGP, I mean, yesterday's race was 28 laps. And that's actually, you know, on the higher end. They're usually like 23 laps, 24 laps, it seems. And the shit is over in like, you know, a little over an hour. And there's more passing in one race than you guys get in like half a fucking season. So I'm really trying to sell you on that. Um, so anyway, I've still been out here um, enjoying myself. I did, the, uh, I did the casino down there in Connecticut, Foxwoods, on Friday night. I had a great time. I'm still like the balance of my act is off right now. You know, I'm trashing too much shit and I'm not making fun of myself enough. So I just, there's a certain feeling I get off. I get, when I get off stage and I do that, and I always come off stage like, yeah, you kind of sounded like a moron. <laughs> How about being a little more humble, a little more self-deprecating? And then when you go off on something else, it'll hold a little more weight as opposed to you fucking, you know, I don't know. I was a little was a little bit in a bad mood because I fucking go down there. And this guy was driving us down to the gig and we get stuck in like fucking just dead stop traffic. And after like, you know, 15 minutes of this shit, we finally come over the hill and the driver goes, look at that. He goes, it's an accident. It's not even on this side of the road. Everybody's just slowing down to fucking look at it. More just like, ah, these goddamn rubberneckers. And he's like, these goddamn rubberneckers, right? And then what was hilarious, we pull up along the accident and our driver does the same thing. <laughs> he totally slows down and becomes part of the problem. And I was with Club Soda Kenny and I'm just hitting his leg, pointing at the guy going, look at him, he's doing it. The exact fucking thing he just bitched about, you know? It's like when your girlfriend's like, you know, you need to be nicer to me. You need to appreciate me. And then they, they're not nice to you and they don't appreciate you. It was one of those deals. Uh, I'm sure men do it too, to women, you know. I just haven't dated a guy yet. That's my next move. My next fucking move. If this shit doesn't work out, I'm just going to go gay at that point, you know. And just be like, all right. What are you, you, you like fucking sports? Can we at least fucking do that? Um, anyway so I've been eating like a fucking animal out here but I've also been going on a lot of walks and frolicking along the beach so I think I've been doing all right with the weight here but uh you know I had some bar pizza this week and I also got you know Boston you also got to get a roast beef sandwich uh I had a great fucking roast beef sandwich but I fucking choked I forgot how to order it I hadn't done it in a while and they had this giant menu the lady was all like, uh, what do you want? And I was like, uh, uh, sandwich, roast beef, roast, roast beef sandwich. And she like looks at me and looks at the menu. She's like, yeah, which one do you want? 
And I'm like, God, oh, sub. And then I regained my footing. How big is a small? And I was like, okay, that sounded good. And I just fucked up. And I was like, just lettuce, tomato, mayo. I forgot to order cheese. And I didn't say to toast the bun or heat it up. So I was just like, fuck. It was still delicious, though. Still delicious. I told you guys last week I went to a clam shack. I got Chinese food. I had some bar pizza. I've been trying some different places out here along the fucking coast. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I really kind of love being back here. And one of my favorite things that since being back here is my MLB package is not working because the game is blacked out and the place I'm staying doesn't have Nesson. So I've just been listening to the game on the radio, the WEEI network. And uh, although I, I missed most of the fucking... Baltimore series because I was working or hanging out with friends and shit and uh, of course they won every game so they've won six of their last 14 games right six and eight in their last 14 I think I saw all eight games that they uh, that they lost and I missed all six games where they won so at this point I'm, I'm calling jinx I didn't see all eight games I probably saw six of the games that they lost um so I'm trying to stay away from them because we got the fucking New York Yankees coming to town. They're a couple games back, but they've played a few games less than us. Uh, Chris Sale is back, which is huge for us. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, you got to have Sale in the lineup because then that, that's the guy that stops, you, you know, from the losing streak. That's how I look at it. Oh, is that how it works, Bill? Oh, I think it does. I think it does. You got a problem with that? Um, all right. You know, just I just feel like as a mother, I just like nobody's helping me. <laughs> what a way to start your day, whining on social media. You know, why don't you be a man and do it on a podcast? All right. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so full of shit. All right. Candid, everybody. Let's do a little bit of advertising here. Um as I've been on Dick's Sporting Goods looking up kayaks, uh, I'm into it, man. It's like being on a magic carpet right above. Like, you could fly on a magic carpet above the jungle and be like, look at that lion down there. You know? You can't get me up here. That's not true. You're, I'm, on the, I'm on the surface. Uh, you ever see that shit at the zoo when they build, like, an, a, uh, one of those enclosures? for like a leopard or a lion and they think that it can't get out and then one day they realize like oh it can get out it was just never mad enough to want to get out and somebody goes to the zoo and they start fucking with the thing and you know once a cat a big cat just decides I'm, I, you know what I believe I have to kill you there is nothing anybody can do unless they're sitting there with a giant fucking gun and they're a good shot did you ever hear that story? Those kids were taunting that fucking tiger. Was it in San Francisco? I don't know what they were saying. I don't know if they were fucking, you know, if the, if the tiger was woke and he didn't like their politics. Let's see. T- kids taught. How do you spell taunt? You don't spell it like that. Kids taught tiger. 
San Francisco. Tiger that mauled three teens at San Francisco. (laughs) Did the tiger get a little teardrop tattoo before they killed it? The tiger that mauled three teens at San Francisco Zoo appears to have been provoked. This was 10 years ago. A female Siberian tiger killed in a hail of police gunfighter after fatally mauling a man at the San Francisco Zoo on Christmas Day 2007 likely was provoked into leaping and clawing out of its enclosure, a federal investigator said in the documents obtained by the Associated Press. First of all, can we just stop for a second and just realize the story that those police officers have? For the rest of their lives, you know, when they retire, I was a police officer. Oh, were you? And somebody tries to tell some crazy story. I had this perp, you know, he rolled up on him four in the morning, stealing a car stereo. That's a fucking 80s thing to do, but whatever. You know, got into a gun battle. Oh, yeah? Is that what you did? I took my Glock out and I killed a fucking tiger. (laughs) After it mauled three people at the zoo. All right. The tiger named Tatiana killed 17-year-old, I'm not going to say the person's name, and injured his friend's uh, brothers. Oh, two brothers that were with him, leaving claw marks etched in the asphalt and claw fragments in the bushes of its pen. Claw marks were also discovered near the top of the enclosure, which was lower than federal safety standards dictate showing that the big cat was able to get enough leverage to pull itself out. I bet that tiger was working out at night when none of the fucking zookeepers were looking, doing fucking pull-ups in the human flag. It appears the tiger was able to jump from the bottom of the dry moat to the top of the wall and gain enough pressure over the top to pull herself out over the moat wall. With my knowledge of tiger behavior, I cannot imagine a tiger trying to jump out of its enclosure unless it was provoked. Yeah, I remember reading about this story, and this fucking tiger got out of this thing, and there was all these innocent people who didn't do shit to the tiger, and they were like, oh, my God, oh, my, you know, screaming bloody murder, and the tiger ran by all of them trying to find this specific kid. Like, this had nothing to do with any of use. All right? He came back like fucking, like the gunslinger. When he walks into the saloon and everybody knows there's going to be a gunfight and all the regular people that churn butter and just fucking plow the fields behind oxen all stand up slowly and back out of the fucking bar until it's just the badass loner and the fucking piece of shit that did him wrong. That's what happened at that zoo. Except instead of Clint Eastwood... Or Charles Bronson, it was a tiger. It's fucking ridiculous that they had to kill the tiger. They should have been yelling at those kids. Well, see, that, that's why you don't fuck with the tiger. All right, sorry. Let's get to the advertising here, shall we? All right, candid, everybody. There's a specialist for just about everything, right? When your car breaks down, you go to a mechanic. When there's a problem with your shower, you call a plumber. When there's a pandemic... Sorry. So when you want to, when there's a pandemic, you talk to your friend who tells you some shit he read on the internet about lightning and sharks. So when you want to get, uh, so when you want to get your uneven, crooked teeth fixed, you see an orthodontist. 
They're the specialists. And that's what sets Candid, the invisible, comfortable, and removable aligners above the rest. While poorly reviewed or insanely priced clear aligner companies use general dentists. You know, that's like, uh, you know, I got a fucking problem with my ass here. And you just go to, you go to somebody who just gives physicals. It's like, I need, a, I need an ass doctor here. While poorly reviewed uh, general dentists, Candid only works with orthodontists. With Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish. So you never have to wonder how you're doing. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You can book an appointment at a Candid studio near you or do everything from the comfort and convenience of your own home. You know, when they said expert in tooth movement, the first person I thought of was Mike Tyson. Uh, The average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. And with your aligner treatment, you'll get Candid's teeth whitening for free. I mean, come on, people. You're talking about fixing your teeth here. You know, whitening them up. You walk into a bar, you see whatever you're into, you flash that beautiful smile, tell a couple of jokes, and you're in there. Unless you're near the gorilla enclosure. Never show your teeth, because gorillas take that as uh, aggression. You want to give them the old man gummy smile. Um, Candid can help you get the straighter, brighter smile you've always wanted. Right now, you can save $75 uh, on your Candid starter kit, when you get started from home, or you can book an appointment at a Candid studio near you. Go to candidco.com slash Burr and use the code Burr. That's candidcharlieoscar.com slash Burr, code Burr. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. Candidco.com slash Burr, code Burr. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Indochino. You know, the right outfit can bring a special something out of all of us. And with Indochino, creating your best look yet could be more affordable than you think. Talk about any special occasion that's, that have been postponed over the past year or events that are coming up soon that you're looking forward to. Oh, uh, I went to a wedding a few weeks ago. We had to work around all of that. You know, and I wore a suit and I felt special. Indochino. It may have been a while since the last time you had an excuse to dress up, but whatever that next chance is, Make the absolute most of it with Indochino. Indochino, Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and, um, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. Detail. Choose everything from your suit, about your suit, from the fabric, lapel, monogram, and statement linings. You can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. The best part... Of waking up is Indochino in your closet. Indochinos start at just three ninety nine, with all customizations included. Indochino is open at selected at select Nordstrom stores, giving you even more ways to get a great fitting, personalized clothes and personalized clothing. Find your nearest location at Indochino.com right now. You can get fifty dollars off any purchase of three ninety nine. Or more by using code Burr at checkout. That's fifty dollars off a purchase of three ninety nine. 
at indochino.com, promo code Burr. India, November, Delta, Oscar, Charlie, Hotel India, November, Oscar.com, promo code Burr. That's for the pilots who want to wear a nice suit next time they fly, instead of dressing like the guy from the love boat, Gavin McLeod. Rest in peace, man. I tell you, that guy played such a great gangster and scumbag, and nobody knows that because he, everybody remembers, remembers him from Murray and uh, on, on Mary Tyler Moore and Captain Steubing on the love boat. But you got to check him out. And Peter Gunn, he plays a gangster and just is really, really just comes off as sinister. And then I saw an old episode of uh, The Untouchables, and uh, he plays, uh, you know, a guy running like a gambling site. Not a gambling site. A gambling operation. You know, back when you couldn't hide behind a website. And all of a sudden, you know, he gets some guy who double crosses him and all of that shit. You know, a lot of people don't know this. Before Gavin McCloud got on Mary Tyler Moore, if you saw him acting, he had a really good chance of getting rubbed out every time. Um, all right. Stamps.com, everybody. This is showing welcoming signs of a more normal life ahead. Finally, you can get back to enjoying life's little pleasures, like smiling at your neighbor, seeing a movie, and going to the post office. Smiling at your neighbor. Good Lord. What a great person they think you are, huh? Do I smile at my neighbors? I do. Just smiling at your neighbor kind of comes off a little creepy. Saying hello to your neighbor. Hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you washed your car. It looks great. You know? Just sitting there, smiling at them. To the point they start talking like, uh, Hey there. See you behind the bushes. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Some parts of normal life aren't so great. But with stamps.com, you can skip to the post office. You go, sorry. Whee! You can skip trips to the post office and save on postage. Uh, you've heard me talk about stamps.com. They've been sponsoring the show for over nine years now. And if you haven't tried it, the hell are you waiting for? You can wait a whole decade go by? Uh, they make it easy for small businesses to mail and ship without needing to take a trip to the post office. They offer deals you can't get anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. <coughs> ah, fuck it. I think it's dusty in here. Um, and with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every time. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. You silly goose. There's no risk. And with promo code Burr, you can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage on a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr. B-U-R-R. That's stamps.com. Promo code Burr. Um, all right. Dear Professor... Oh, we got all the questions here. Everybody's giving me shit. Saying that that fucking guy that said you can't tell a joke at school was trolling me. And it's just like, well, that's one of the most easiest things to do. You know, I don't read. You know, I hang out by myself. I'm, I'm very gullible. And if that makes you feel like a bigger person, if that's the way you get your fun. All right, French runner. Bill, did you see this French cunt at the Olympics? I love French cunts. I'm a part French cunt. 
Um, he's a marathon runner. Knocked over all the water on the table so no one after him could get a sip. Oh, wow. Wow. I did not see that. That is amazing. Um, sorry, I, just, I was so enamored watching the guy. Wow, he knocked them all down and then just grabbed the... Oh, they're in water bottles. That is amazing. Hey, what's up, buddy? Am I being too loud? Well, I came up to the top of the house, so I wouldn't be loud. Am I saying the bad words? Okay, well, maybe go down. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm almost done here. Can you close the door? I thought I closed the door. Well, there's that conversation. She just walked out on me. Um, that's hilarious. And you know what's great about that? Is there'll now be a new rule saying you can't do that, and it'll be named after him. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, to quote the Tampa Bay Lightning fans, Dude, it's legal! <laughs> nothing against it unless the patriots do it then it's fucking cheating that's one of those things if somebody with a patriots logo did that there would be a massive suspension but if anybody else does it it's just like it's a little gamesmanship um i think it's fucking hilarious because there is nothing to say that you can't fucking do that um and I would love to hear his excuse. I was so tired. I was hallucinating. I just reached out, and it took me a second to register that I was touching water bottles, specifically 24 of them in a row. But on the 25th and last one, I realized I was actually touching a water bottle, and it was an illusion, at which point my hand closed, and I was able to pick it up. I apologize. My heart goes out to the other racers. Um, I think that's fucking hilarious. All right, Wendy's story, slander. Hello, Billy Dave's Double Tits. Greetings from Dallas. While I was driving into work, I was listening to your podcast where you're talking about your guilty outing to Wendy. Oh, Wendy's. This is who you're talking about. I thought you said I trashed some woman named Wendy. Wendy? Uh, you planted the idea into my head of what, going to Wendy's? So that while I worked tirelessly through my morning as an electrical engineer, first of all, can we all just stop and just thank this person for how brave they are and what a warrior they are that they're out there making sure people have their lights on and their cable TV so that they can watch the next episode of Down Under. Um, I fantasize about the unhealthy mess of a burger that Wendy's could cook up to clog my arteries. Come lunchtime, I ditched the salad that I packed and drove to the Wendy's down the road. Oh man, I did this to you? You should have had the salad. Sorry. The first thing I noted that was off with your story was that Wendy's, uh, that the Wendy's that I went to had Coke products on their menu. Pleasant surprise to me. Um, well, the one I went to had a Pepsi. However, I didn't want any of your potential listeners to deter Wendy's from any profits due to the expectation of pe- Pepsi products. Granted that this might be a Texas Wendy's versus California Wendy's thing, I took a picture of the menu. 
Okay, so do I got to match you with the thing? I mean, whatever it was, it tasted like shit. So when it tastes like shit, I think that's a Pepsi. I might have been wrong. Who knows? Who knows? On the subject of the menu, you also complained. Was I complaining or trying to make you laugh? No, I, I, resent, I resent that word. Okay, I, you know what? I'm not accepting that. All right, I was complaining. You're right. Uh, that it was hard to find the plain burger meals. On the contrary, the classic burgers were literally the number one meal. They weren't on that in fucking L.A. Go fuck yourself. I'm taking a picture of it. Great. Now my kid's going to yell at me. You fucking cunt. You fucking self-centered. You're just as fucking self-centered as I am. You went to one Wendy's in the middle of Texas, and then you immediately assume that this is what all fucking Wendy's like. Believe people who went to Wendy's. I am a survivor, and why are you not listening to my fucking story? You're not validating it. Um, on the contrary, the classic burgers were literally the number one meal on the menu. Well, on mine, if you wanted the classic ones, it was just written in like, they had a picture of all their new ones. And then on mine, it was just, it was just written. Like it would just say single cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, triple cheeseburger. And it was just all in plain black font that was a subset of a picture of a different burger, like the, uh, what the, the ostentatious, whatever the fuck they call the dumbass burger, the son of the, the son of the motherfucker burger, whatever they call it. Um, on the contrary, the classic burger were literally the number one meal on the menu. I'm sure this is just the senile old bird talking and complaining how things aren't how they used to be and yelling at kids to stay off his lawn. Uh, no, it isn't. You just went to a different Wendy's. Okay? You live in Texas. Backward-ass Texas. All right? You guys are behind the, the fucking curve. I live in fucking L.A. Let me ask you this. Did it say how much all the calories were? Because that's what mine said. Listen, buddy, it's a corporation. Okay? And in each area, they're going to find different things sell due to the demographic, due to the level of education that's out there in the public schools. All right. You go out to L.A., everybody's on the fucking keto, this diet, this beach diet and that beach diet. But they know you're still going to go to Wendy's. So what they do is they go, oh, this is uh, this is bourbon batter. They try to make it seem more fucking healthy. All right. So I think that that's what's going on here before you start questioning my mental stability. I know I can't read, but I, I, I you know, I, I can fucking read a fast food menu. All right. I'm, I'm going to take a picture of that, buddy. All right. Because you know what's funny is you have, I don't see a picture of yours. Uh, menu. At least here. There's a giant question mark. Is that where the picture was and it didn't download? I don't know. Okay. Here we go. On the subject of the menu, also complain. Okay, wait. Another important note. Listen to this guy. He's made an important note. If you had gotten a medium meal instead of a large fat-ass meal, you would have gotten your drink in a cup, in a paper cup, instead of the gigantic dolphin-murdering plastic cup. Oh, is that how it works? All right. Was there, like, nobody in line behind you? In your moment of gluttonous weakness... You fucked over some fish which is going to swim into your giant-sized Wendy's plastic cup and die when the cup ends up in the ocean. Um, Yeah, way more than one fish. It's going to be out there for a thousand years. 
Uh, now that I ate this double meal, I feel like death and feel that I need to run 20 miles to make up for the supposed 1,500 calories that were in this meal. Oh, so they had the calories listed out there. Um, all right. Well, you know something, you fucking fast food eating cunt. I understand that a lot of that was the grease, the reason why you came at me. And I also understand you breaking my balls. But, dude, I'm telling you. Let me just, let me, I got to look it up now. Here we go. Our fast food chain menus different in, it says in Florida, in the Philippines, in Hawaii. All right, what do I do here? Different, how do you spell difference? Different states. Fast food chains adapt to local taste. Go! There you go, buddy. All right, dum-dum. Well, I'm out here in Texas. I can tell you right now. They got the single, they got the double, they got the triple. It's the first fucking one. Yeah, that's because you guys still think the fucking world is flat. They know you're not fucking progressing out there. So they go with their old fucking menu. I'm reading the New Testament out here. That's got lettuce-wrapped horse shit and giant fucking Pepsis. All right? I'll meet you in fucking Arizona. We can look at the Wendy's out there. All right, cancel culture of the past. Hey, Billy Redbeard. By the way, that information came from CNN.com, so, you know, who knows? All right, they're as reliable as the Fox guys. There, I said it to both of them, so now they can fucking shut up. Cancel culture of the past. Hey, Billy Redbeard, longtime listener, first-time writer. Uh, So I was listening to an episode of the podcast where the guest starts talking about cancel culture of the 60s in regards to McCarthyism and the Red Scare. My dumbass thought that was in the 50s. I guess the guy saw a Twilight Zone episode and addressed it. Guy concludes that if cancel culture was here 60 years ago, it's never going away. Do people not realize that this shit has always been here? Um, Yeah, people realize that there's always been people trying to end people's career. But in the past, it was always people with power. You know, they achieved something, they got to a certain level, and then they abused their power. You know, back in the day, the head of a studio could end some nobody's fucking career in a heartbeat. Right? But now the tape, I don't think ever in history, somebody that never accomplished anything nobody's ever heard of can end the career of a multimillionaire who has a fucking house with an infinity pool. I mean, that you got to admit, that's new, right? You know what I mean? And I know that kings have been taken out of power, but, like, bloodshed happened. If you're going to compare, like, fucking storming a castle by the serfs or whatever during medieval times to moving your thumbs and hitting send on Twitter, like, that's the same thing. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty amazing type of thing and as always what you see is that rich people are not evil they're just regular people with money that's all it is that whole fucking thing where they try to make oh you know you know white people are evil the blue-eyed devil and all that it's like no white people are you with unchecked power when people have unchecked power regardless all of this shit women ran the world no them too everybody Everybody with unchecked power, for the most part, you know, it's very rare that you get a Jimmy Carter. 
Very fucking rare. Somebody that actually has empathy and is a caring human being. And I love to this day that people still like, yeah, but the guy wasn't a good president. It's like, that's because all of those evil sociopaths wouldn't work with the guy. How many presidents? I mean, the guy's, he's out, you know, they all just fucking buy mansions and go to fucking Martha's Vineyard. This guy is like in his 90s. He's still building houses for homeless people. Winning like Nobel Peace Prizes after he was in the White House. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. This very, a very rare person, um, unfortunately. And if we just, I think, I believe that if, you know, male, female, gay, 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 straight, whatever, if you could get more people like that in power and have them all working with each other, I think we'd be in a lot better position as opposed to just, you know, looking at ties and the colors of them or whatever. Um, Anyway, do people not realize that this shit has always been here? Just in recent memory, everything from McCarthyism targeting, targeting imaginary legions of communists to Anita Bryant trying to get every homosexual working in the public sector fired. Uh, Yes, but she's in a position of power, right? To the satanic panic of the 80s, trying to ban uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, but all this is the difference, though. This is the difference with all of that, is those all were organizations that had power. I mean, the PMRC was Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore. So he, at that point, was like a fucking, I don't know, what congressman or a senator. They had power. They had a microphone. They had a platform. Nowadays, it can just be like, you know, somebody that cleans a hotel room. And if the person in, staying in the penthouse is a fucking asshole and they get it on video, that guy, lose, him or her, loses their career. That, that This is a whole new phenomenon. And then you combine, you combine that with the abuse of that power, which then when the trial is now on the Internet, where there's, there's no rules of libel or slander and you can really just say whatever the fuck you want to say, um, which used to be just the world of powerful people with money that they could, you know, they could set the narrative. Now all regular people can do it. Um, no, I think this is like a new thing. And I don't think that like what was happening with Lenny Bruce is the same thing as what's happening to, say, comedians today, where it then goes into their private life. You know, you 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 could always get in trouble for shit that you said on stage, absolutely, but it's just like, you know, he came into the Hooters, and, you know, I just felt he was toxic, and blah, 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 and then all of a sudden you lose your agent. No, this is like a whole, like, I don't know. That's like, you know, there's always been music. Sebastian, you know, uh, you know, well, not Sebastian Bach, whatever the fucking real guy, classical music and trying to compare that to, uh, you know. People have always gone to concerts and been a little crazy. People used to go to classical things and then comparing that to people going to like raves and dying and shit like shit is, you know, can progress. That was a bad example. Fuck that. The the music one. I'm just saying. Um, I don't think that we've been like. 
in a world where uh, made-up non-events about individuals who are telling shit jokes in strip malls can be the lead stories on late-night news that is allegedly news that isn't news. You know, my whole time growing up, I mean, comedians... I, I never saw George Carlin as a lead story like, I mean, I, when Richard Pryor, like, lit himself on fire and ran down the fucking street, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when he fucking was shooting up his cars, I didn't hear it. I mean, I guess I wasn't watching the news back then, but I, I just don't think it's... Uh, I understand what you're saying. If you're, you're basically saying that since um, the beginning of time, people have tried to take out people. Without a doubt, they have. They absolutely have, but like um, this this thing, I don't know. I just I think it is is morphed in. I guess the musical type of thing. It's just like you know, jazz was big, and now rock and roll is big. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's all music. It's all the same thing. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll go with you on that level. But there's definitely a. Uh, I find it disturbing that people now do what like these 24-hour news networks do where they'll put a headline on a video that's misleading and they'll also edit it in a way where it's just like you literally are like your own news network right now. You are trying to control the narrative of these stories. And the fact that, you know, every single person for the most part has a cell phone with a camera and uh, and video abilities, and then they can upload whatever they shot, uh, you know, and and they decide when they can begin it, when they can end it. I just no, there's never been a time like this. There hasn't been. Um. So I I I, I disagree with what you're saying. Um. I would say there's always been people trying to destroy people, but with the technology that is available now for anybody to do it, I think this is a new level. How about that? How about we agree that there's a new level? Um, anyway, so there was a congressional hearing where rock stars and rappers had to go before government committees like some trial of Socrates shit to prove that they weren't corrupting the American youth with their damn devil music. This shit never leaves. Yeah, but that's the government. It's always been there. It always will be here. It doesn't ebb and flow. It just changes targets. No, no. Sometimes its target is far enough away from me personally that we can pretend we don't see it happening. Stop saying we. This is your point. Stop acting like everybody agrees with you. Um, I I 100% disagree with you that this cancel culture thing is not some new thing. You know, it's, it's... been ramped up. Like I said, back in the day, you had to get into a position of power and you had to know enough people to control the narrative of, of, of what you wanted to have happen. You had to pay people off. You had to do all of that shit. Um, now, like somebody, you know, in, a, in some ways it's good because, you know, if someone's actually doing something and they are super powerful, it gives people who aren't powerful a voice. That aspect of it is good. But with that power comes the abuse of it. And, um, you know, 
a lot of the shit that you see out there. So uh, I disagree with what I agree that that people have always been trying to take out people. But back in the day, for the most part, it was it was powerful people doing it. And um, everybody walking down the street didn't have the ability to create their own news story with their own thoughts and their own video and their own like clips. Um, I mean, look at the, look at the fucking clickbait and all of that shit that they have out there that just regular, regular people do that now because they know what plays and they know what they have to say to get people to click on it so they can get click on it so they can get eyeballs so they can get people to advertise. Like, there's never been a time in history where every person walking down the street is thinking like they're running their own TV network. And then you combine that with how most people cannot handle positions of power and you have this shit show that is going on right now. Um, which I think that it's as the, the similar thing from back then was it's always just been a distraction from what's really going on, what you really should be, say, paying attention to. Um, you know, who actually has the money, who really is running things, what direction are we really going in, how politicians are all kind of paid off, they're deliberately underpaid, so they owe people favors, that whole fucking horse shit where you can attach all those things to bills, so horrific things get attached to things that people want, and then we don't, have, we don't get a right to vote on a lot of those. All of that bullshit. Uh, I don't know. I disagree with you. I respect your opinion. There you go. Please don't cancel me. All right. Angels of Fenway. Hey, saggy tits. <laughs> I just listened to the latest episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And since you got sentimental about being back in Boston and sitting by the ocean, I thought I'd send you a song recommendation. You probably know this, but in case you don't, check out James Taylor's Angels of Fenway. I don't know this. It would be interesting to hear what you think. I heard you making fun of James Taylor a few times. I made fun. I make fun. Dude, I, there's so much shit I make fun of that I actually like. Okay. You know, I like the Carpenters, but, you know. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. I'm going to make fun of that song, but I also, and when I hear it, I go back to riding in the back of a station wagon in the 70s. So this part of me that likes it. I like James Taylor. Um, I also like making fun of him. I also like that Blacktop movie that he made. Whatever the fuck it was called, I forget. Um, aren't, so anyway, so you open up a diet fan. So open up a diet fan. <laughs> sit down by the ocean and give it a listen. Love your comedy and podcast. Please keep doing what you're doing. All the best from Germany. Well, that's pretty random. Somebody from Germany would know all of that stuff. Maybe it's a military guy there. You mean one of the troops? One of the heroes? Uh, let's see. Let's listen to James Taylor. Angels of Fenway. I can already tell you right now, I'm already getting uncomfortable just with the name of it. But that has to do with me and my childhood more. More than James Taylor. Angels of Fenway. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's see how far into the song I can get. Wait a minute. Did he write this for the rest? Ah, okay. 
okay, okay, okay. That is the Red Sox version of like those 9-11 songs that all those country guys wrote. You know what I mean? I'm Uncle Sam's going to put a boot in your ass. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that the person who wrote that song's heart wasn't in the right place, but, to, you know, to just sort of capitalize on that. And I know you donated the money to the fucking ambulance drivers and the firefighters and all that shit, but you also got your big mug put right in the middle of the fucking footage. And uh, country music stars responding to the horrors that we saw last week. This is uh, fucking whatever. You know, fucking Colt McRanch face. His fucking terrorism ban. We don't like it. American flag. Yeah. Sing it with me. Put down your fried dough and sing it with me. Um, sorry. You know, that tragedy, it happened to all of us, and everybody has the right to react. You can be silent. You can use your voice. You can be creative. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to cry. Whenever I hear people say stuff like that, I just think to them, like, how fucked up are you? That's the question I want to ask. On a scale of 1 to 10, emotionally, how fucked up are you? That you feel that you need to take care of the world. And your ego is telling you that you have the ability to do it. What happened to you? How much were you beaten down as a child that your ego now tells you, like, I need to speak on this. I need to say something. And when I say something, I'm going to say something that's already been said. And I'll just combine it. Be brave. Be courageous. Be original. Not really. Just say the things that you say. Thoughts and prayers with the families during this difficult time. People, if you need help, know that there's help out there. I love people have, there's literally sound bites to say when somebody kills themselves, when there's a tragedy. You know, it's like you didn't even take enough time to write something original. A stitch in time saves nine. Hold your children a little closer tonight. (laughs) It's just like you're going with stock lines. What about this tragedy said to you that it wasn't unique enough or painful enough for you to come up with something original? Oh! I'm being a douche this week. All right, everybody. Um, That is the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. I'll check in on you on Thursday. I'm going to fucking hang out and uh, watch the fucking Yankees and Red Sox. They got a doubleheader tomorrow. And... um, and then he got Wednesday. Oh, and I got a big special guest for the uh, Thursday afternoon just before Friday Monday morning podcast. That in show business is known as a effing. Oh, Jesus. That's why I said effing. Wait. It's known as a teaser. All right. That's the podcast, everybody. All right. Stay safe. Help each other. 
pour some ice over your head, do the things that you need to do that you'd want to be done to others if they were you while you were being brave and, you know, looking up at the sky and just being present. Okay, I'll see you.